Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors Hi, welcome to Neighbours This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast We talk about the last five episodes that aired And just pull them apart Shoot the breeze I'm Vaya. I'm CJ now, neighbours, it's uh, we've cooled down from the heat wave. Oh yeah, of and, two weeks ago, and it happened at the same point Melbourne did, which mm. was so weird. And it's still kind of muggy. Yeah, so it's weird, even though it's autumn. Yeah, uh, it was just you know art reflecting life. Yes, <laughs> yeah. perfectly, which is rare because normally the neighbours people are running around in bikinis and yeah. it's like one degree. Now we have we start the week Monday March fourteen mm-hmm. with. A, a new cast member. Yep. And long awaited because I have had theories on him for quite a while. So was he? is he like an actor we know or something? Not really. Okay, cool. Uh, and he's got very curly hair and Kate at Remude posted a picture of Rob Bruff. I okay. thought it was his, like his long lost love child. <laughs> yep. Now this is Chaz and the long awaited Chaz, I had this theory that he was going to be her Canadian host brother or... Oh, you did? Like, uh, yeah, you, you were concerned that she'd had an affair with the host brother or the host father. Yeah, something untoward. Yeah. Uh, we had to get Erin's Breakfast for you onto the scene. Yeah. Now, it's not as juicy as that. It's just an Aussie guy who was a swimmer and trained with Josh and, yep. and Drab yep. for the Olympics. Because Drab, he, I mean, he's amazing. People will travel from countries just to be coached by this dude, apparently. Yeah, this dude who's not on form at the moment, who's just a PE teacher. Yeah, and and and... And that's a stretch. Yeah, if that. <laughs> yeah. At one point I saw him, I think it was last week, but he said, oh, we've got to get to the school. And I thought, well, of course you do. That's where you work. Yeah, you sh- that should be your status quo, being at the school. Yeah. And then when something else comes up, you go, oh, I've got to go to the park. Exactly. Like, do you know many teachers that are at home at one on Tuesdays? No. 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 Not at all. In fact, m- the teachers I do know are still there like eight till six, like yeah. setting up the classroom doing reports not drab he's just home he pops in for an hour here and there to yeah. take the kids around the around the netball court and that's it i think Suze has actually probably hired a different pe teacher <laughs> and she hasn't had the heart to tell yeah. drab he doesn't know he doesn't work there he just takes a few extra spares when the other pe teacher yeah. has got to pull a sickie yeah okay so uh drab is actually training some people outside yep for like army camp or something uh, what what is he doing so he's got this program called blaze because he's mm. a trailblazer oh of course and he's getting like underprivileged youth to like sweat out their problems oh okay like he, he did, did with that, bailey yeah because he did that that one time yeah yeah and we only have one underprivileged youth which is the guy that stole flowers i think so okay yeah but you know he's bound to get more in Aaronsboro. oh for sure and yeah. um surely ben kennedy will come back oh uh, yeah and he's been in trouble with the law. And Blazing's his thing. Yeah. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Blaze will just be code for, are you a teenage arsonist? <laughs> come one, come all. Now, Piper. So this is Chaz, right? And we mm-hmm. find out his name is Brody Chaswick, hence Chaz. Okay. And Piper reveals that she had a crush on him back when he was living with the Willises. Yeah. Um, which I think was in WA because they used to live interstate. Okay. And... She said, we used to hang out heaps. We used to go to the movies. And that's what I think when you were like, what, 14? She was 14 before she went to Canada. Yeah. And he would have been, what, Josh's age, so 17. 
Yeah. What's a 17-year-old doing going to the flicks with a tween? What are they saying? Like, you know, the Olsen twin movies? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Which would have actually, if he's taken 14-year-olds to the movies, that's probably up his alley. Oh, probably is. So he's like the weirdo guy that has no family. That yeah. just lives at their house and hits on the, the younger sister. Not yeah, even Imogen. Not even Imogen. Poor old Imi. Yeah. I mean, she was the right age. Yes. Anyway. So he. So now the whole scandal is apparently that they got together while he was visiting Canada and broke up and then he was distraught after that and it ruined his swimming career. Well, yeah. And, and then he has to return to Brad. Yeah. But he had some sort of falling out with Brad before that. And that he had to apologise yeah, for. which is very confusing. And I don't think we really know what that's no. about. I feel like they just had an argument, like, I don't want to do freestyle today. And maybe Drab just never rocked up to training like he does with his PE teaching. Yeah, maybe the maybe maybe Chaz was calling him saying, hi, it's four. I've booked the lane. Yeah. We've only got it for 45 minutes. Yeah, I want to be in the Olympics. <laughs> Come on. And Josh is being really sort of, he was, you know, taken back, but he's being very adult about this, isn't yeah. it? Because this guy's got the dreams that Josh was meant to have. Yeah. And Andy's younger sister, it turns out. So I wouldn't be pumped if I was Josh. No. Uh, the other weird thing is that Drab, um, so he's considering taking this coaching role and then he brings Brody into the, to Harold's cafe where Piper's waiting mm-hmm. and he says, oh, now you now this is my other daughter, Piper. Mm-hmm. Like, mate, you lived with them. Yeah, How do you is, have to introduce what? them? Huh? That was a bit of a... Maybe they had a really big house there. Yeah, and I guess they always forget they have an extra daughter. Yeah, so they forgot about her for yeah, a few years. Maybe, he, yeah. But so Chaz is super weird. He moved to Canada. Yeah. Because of a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> and so he's super weird. He might even be older than Josh. I'm just assuming bare minimum he's... Seven, the same was, age, you know, yeah. Well, they would have been in a swim squad that was like, you yeah. know, under 12s or something yeah. together when they met. Weird. Something mm. is NQR. Mm. And Piper's confiding in Paige and Paige is just like, oh, good on you. She's not being a concerned older sister and going, really, that guy? Nah, I know. But like, you know, she was marrying Brennan last That's week. That's true. You know. <laughs> She's like, really? He was only three years older than you? Yeah. Didn't you want a 40-year-old? Like. And um, but also, do you did you notice that little moment where she goes in and she's looking sad, and Paige goes over and says, "What's up?" And it was like that moment they went, "Oh, we're sisters, yeah, yeah. We, we, we should do this. We should yeah? have a discussion, yeah. like sisters do about their feelings." Which I can kind of relate to because I've got a much younger half sister. Mm-hmm. We're like fourteen years apart, and it is very rare when we do have DNMs about relationships and feelings. But when we do, we get right into it. Yeah, but it's you know like it, it, it seemed confused yeah. because. Uh, um, Paige seems to be the only child of um, well, Lauren, she is the yeah. only child, but she seems to be the only child. Like so, in the opening credits, she's the one sitting with yeah. him now, and like the other ones aren't really his children anymore. And even later in the week, Drab makes this throwaway comment like, "Yeah, it's good to have boys' time. Like sometimes I just need to get away from Lauren and Paige." I'm like, "And what about all your other daughters?" Yeah. And, okay, but he just seems to like he doesn't live there anymore. He's not that. No, he, he doesn't do that now. So we'll leave them for the minute. We'll go over to the big food poisoning incident of oh. 2016 at uh, the Waterhole. It, so it's a Lasseter's event that's taking place at the Waterhole to launch the Shitizen of the Year yeah. campaign uh, that council's running. And at this point, we didn't know who the nominees were. No, and that'll be revealed towards the end of the week. That's right. And also, it's a very tight turnaround. Paul just planted the seed in Sonia's head to run this competition. Yeah. So within like two weeks, they've had registrations, they've had like 
uh, PR about entering. Yeah. And, and they've, they've decided the shortlist already. Nomination forms. Like no one's had time to actually go out and achieve anything anything in the community. And and, and we'll get to it later in yeah. the week, but that that's clear. That's because of the slim pickings for the award. Now, uh, Xanax has mm. nabbed herself a little job at Carol's Cafe that Sheila's subsidising. Sheila's like paying half the wage so that yeah. Lauren can hire her. Which is so that Zan can can learn some responsibility and confidence. Yeah, and she's doing great. And look, she's got confidence up the wazoo because <laughs> she's swanned on in there, not knowing how to make a latte, and she's taken it upon herself to whip up a homemade mayonnaise from scratch. Yeah, and she's all like, "Because oh, I make really good mayonnaise." Like, when when, when? was this part of her personality? How and it's when? It's like the instrument. Where did this come from? Yeah, mm. uh, the euphonium. What? Because earlier in the week she couldn't chop up veggies without yeah. a second opinion. Now she's just whipping up olive oil and raw eggs. And and raw eggs, like, it's risky. Yeah, and I'm a pregnant person. Yeah. So this episode was very upsetting for me. Yeah. She could have done harm to someone's unborn child. She, she could have. I was like, who is pregnant and we don't know about it yet? That child's going to not have limbs or something because of her. Because of Xanax's yeah. idiocy. So she's made these egg sandwiches with her own mayonnaise. Wow. Which are supposedly um, Lauren's like family recipe. Egg and mayonnaise. <laughs> Egg sangers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not high achievers, the Turners, but. I get, I mean, it's Lou, so meh. It's Lou when he well, was. Well, her mum's a high achiever. I don't imagine she was making many of the sandwiches. What is this secret recipe of egg salad sandwiches? I feel like it's eggs, mayonnaise and curry powder. Yeah, not even. Like just curry powder that comes as is in the box. Yeah, Keen's curry powder. Keen's, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, for Lauren, it's a family heirloom. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, don't mess with it, no. Xanax. No. Don't be whipping up your own mayo. And then it all comes – so everyone voms on everyone. Yeah. At the, who, someone vomed on Paul, didn't they? Um, Quill. The, the Quill woman. His real-life wife. Yeah, and so that's really upsetting because he's going to have to wash that suit and we know that he has problems getting them from back from the dry clean. <laughs> He's going to be sending them over there and they're going to be like, yes, here you go. <laughs> You've come back to us. Yeah, and he'll be like, you know, getting all the, the, the change off the floor of his car to try and pay for oh, it. no. Mm. Hopefully he'll be, he will be back in that ill-fitting op shop suit again oh, soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so now Harold's Cafe is under uh, scrutiny and they're going to get a $800 fine for salmonella poisoning. Yeah, and I can't believe that Lauren, like she was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, why is Xanthi not paying that? That should be definitely straight out of her wages. She should be marching straight over to Sheila's and be like, direct debit me $800, please. Yeah. And Sheila was sort of like, oh, don't worry about it. She just poisoned everyone. It's no big deal. No. Aww. And so because of this, the the vomination, Lassiter's loses the business of hosting the Citizen of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the only other option for a venue... Like not even having it at the council offices yeah. is this shitty motel that two weeks ago wasn't livable. Yeah. Still may not be. Yeah. And and that like bikies are interested in. Yeah. And they've got the business now. Robinson's. Yeah. Robinson's has the business. They could have had it at like the Death Rotunda or something. Outside Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Wherever that expo was that Paul had when he was mayor. <laughs> Festival. Remember that? Oh yeah, the oh, Errands festi- Festival. festival. That was on, yeah, that was on sometimes where the uni congregates. Yeah, they could have had it there. Stuff. Yeah, because let's face it, it's going to be a barbecue, a couple of more egg death sandwiches, yeah. and that's all it's going to be they as an event. They can't fit half the street in one of those that one motel room that they only ever show. And do you think Paul thinks it's going to be like a conference where like people come and stay like for three nights? Oh for this yeah, event? like got a 
got to get down for the big citizen of the year award, got to book out the whole long weekend. And prep it and, you know, like I guess he thinks that that's going to happen. With no staff. It's him and Steph. Yeah. And Steph actually still works at the Waterhole. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so they've got that big business. It's going to be awkward. And then Xanthi uh, bucks herself up with a bit of euphonium jamming at the end of that whole scene. Outside. Because she wants the whole neighbourhood to hear it. you know it. what constantly amazes me about Xanax and her euphonium playing? She's constantly without sheet music. She's got all of this in her head. Yeah, and and I'm still unsure of whether she knew how to play it before it was picked up for her. <laughs> and I don't understand it. Like, it's her personality profile is really interesting. Yeah. Like, it's like they had a whole lot of magnets with attributes on them at the writer's <laughs> team and just flick them at the fridge. And, and the ones that stuck, that's who she is. And they've gone, oh, no, euphonium landed up there. We've got to roll with it. Got yeah. to roll with it. And there's someone in the writing team that is so pumped that they figured out how to get the euphonium into her hands. Yes. And, you know, well, congratulations because I don't know how you did it. I still don't know how you did it. I um, messaged our friend Rory during the week because who used to play euphonium at school. Right, okay. And I said to him, uh, so tell me about your euphonium jamming in yep. high school. What was that like? Did you used to just bust it out and jam with no music? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I used to practice. Sometimes that would just be playing random songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Or just notes. I, I picked up the trumpet for a couple of weeks and I just kind of blew on it and pressed the button. That's what Xanthi's doing. Yeah, but it's sounding okay. It didn't it's, sound okay when I did it. It's a mystery. Yeah. Wow. So uh, now we hop over to – oh, and then Sheila – then Colette Nan gives Xanthi a little pep talk saying, mm. I wanted you to get confidence and believe in yourself because you've got so much potential – yeah, but like as you said, she believes in herself plenty. Yeah. Didn't you love it a few weeks back when she like tried to say that Sonia was trying to scam free food for saying this? <laughs> yes. She, she's not afraid of anything. No. Xanax. No. Oh, now over to Nini, watch me Nini, and Doug. Oh, I'm what's, very worried about her. What's going on Nurse here? Bunny Cooker. She's not okay. She's bizarre. So yeah. this is Amy Williams's mother who's come down from the Blue Mountains after losing her job under suspicious circumstances as a nurse. Yeah, and she, she's she been in lots of things, like as an actress. Oh, yeah. and and In fact, uh, a lot of people online have pointed out that she used to be on Neighbours itself as another character called Zoe. Yeah, that's right. And Did I had ever... to look – no, I didn't really know about yeah. it, but I looked it up and it all seemed to make sense yeah. to me. Yeah, apparently she had a thing with Paul back then. Oh. And I've, I never saw her as Zoe. That was not in my window of – Viewing. If I did, I don't remember yeah. it. Um, and also, she was she's in the Wentworth show. Oh, brilliant in Wentworth. Yeah, and I'm ha- I like I'm having trouble separating the two characters because she's Wentworth bound. If she yeah. keeps th- this she behavior is, up, isn't she she be back in the slammer. Oh, and you know what? I wasn't prepared for someone else to shake the Kennedy marriage. Right, right, right. And well, she's just coming along, really trying to shake it because she's, she's hitting all of um Carl's buttons. She's trying. Susan kind of. It's having trouble taking her seriously, though. Every time she, she is, puts the yeah. moves on Carl, Susan's like, really? Really, though? Mm. <laughs> keep trying. Love, keep trying. So they've got her. She tried to get a job at the hospital, but they've intercepted that and gone, this old man who's staying at the street temporarily somehow needs a full-time nurse and for his dementia. Does he have a place where he lives? He's living at Lawrence. He's staying at Lawrence, but he lives in Darwin with his wife. Yeah, why can't he go and be with the wife? And his doctor son and another daughter also live up in Darwin. And why can't he just have a nurse in Darwin? It's a question that I can't seem to find the answer to. Okay, cool. All right. Because that is logical. It, like, that's where he should be. He should be with Pam. 
Pam and Pam doesn't even get a look in when they make the decisions about his health care. No, they're not even calling her. No. They're like, we're just going to pop dad in a home. Yeah, I think they've texted her a few times. Probably, but you know what? She's living it up. Yeah. She's been in hardcore care for a while. She's like, see ya. And who was the doctor's son? I don't remember this person. Um, I This is Remude's territory here, but mm-hmm. there's an – what's his name? I don't know his name. Okay. Adam or something? I don't know. Fair there, enough. There's another Willis who's a doctor. Yeah. And there's Gabby Willis. I remember Gabby. Yeah, so she's around and I would entrust her with – I like that there's a Dr. Willis. Yeah. Like, I didn't know Brad's genes would have been capable of... <laughs> it's just a freak, mm. like a genetic okay. anomaly. Yeah, yeah. One of the kids turned out that way. Uh, so, oh, Nene clearly hates this job, caring for Doug. Yeah, because She's the first time interested. Kyle mentioned it, she was like, oh, caring for old people. <laughs> it's like, yes, nurse. <laughs> yeah. Helping the ailing that's oh. what you do. Yeah, but she's she wants to be like in the ER. She wants to be glamorous. Yeah, she she wants to she wants to work at like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, like she, she doesn't want, want to work at Erinsborough. She wants to be like scalpel, hand over the scalpel. That's yeah. it. But you know that being said, working at Erinsborough Hospital gives you quite a bit to work with. Yeah, it's very flexible. Yeah, and you've got five victims one day. Probably rape the next. Up in the um the NICU sometimes. Yeah, yeah. you know, so wide variety of work yeah. there. So who can blame her? But people have stuck her with the elderly. So she, um, she's she's over it. She's mm. not into looking after Doug. So she's already rounded the Kennedys. Doug's not feeling well. So uh, Nene's solution is to have Carl play music for him. Yeah, because because that's what helps him. Yeah, and so Carl, like of course, any opportunity to jam out, he goes to get his guitar. And while he's gone, she uses his laptop. Yeah. To, and it took me quite a while to work out what she was actually doing and a few texts back to Kate to f- decipher what she was doing. So I think what she was doing is she was using Carl's laptop mm-hmm. to send a reference, like a fake reference mm-hmm. to the Erinsborough Hospital staff. Mm-hmm. And then she meanwhile like texted her mate to pretend to be that fake reference person. Okay. So when the hospital called him, he was like, yep, she's a good nurse. Yeah. And she's worried because Carl's been, been, you know, she, he's he's getting close to people that are going to say she's a bad nurse. Yes. Yeah. So she stamped all that out. But Doug's watching her on the laptop. Yeah, because Doug's more with it than, like, he's more with it this week than he's been in a while. Yeah. He's fine. He's like, what are we doing here? Why am I, I don't want to listen like, to Carl. Why is this woman constantly taking me over to Carl's house and making me listen to his music? Like, he's getting to the point where he just has to fall asleep so like, he doesn't have to listen. Just buy me a digital radio and I'm happy as Larry. Yeah, he can probably listen to the horse races or something. <laughs> He'll be fine. The other thing is she doesn't wipe her scent items from Carl's laptop. Yeah, but I don't know if Carl knows how to use a laptop, so that's yeah, someone, right. Some young person will be going through the laptop and find and will find it. That's true. Yeah. But also, what goal? He was in the other room. <laughs> like, you know, if, if there was people here and they could see us, I would just walk over to you to the kitchen. Yeah. And you could still see me. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing with my computer? Yeah. Why do, why do you need that? And also, um, Carl has a little MacBook Air. Yeah. But gosh, that thing powers up quickly, doesn't it? Look, Because she just opened it and it was right there. Hey, look, I that's what we're recording on right now. Yeah. And it... It does fire up quite quickly. Wonderful. However, 
you might not necessarily know which email server I use. Yeah, and it looked like a web one. Yeah. So she should have had to log in really. The Outlook or whatever, especially if it's a doctor's email. Yeah, shouldn't there be some sort of password on a doctor's email? And actually I've put his inbox up on facebook.com slash neighbours podcast. There was an email from Billy in there about the big game. Oh, Billy. It's good that they have email correspondence about the footy. nice they talk. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. It was surprising, actually. What about Mel? Was Mel get a... Nothing from Mel. No pictures of baby Susanna. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then a lot of um, bargain spam, like yeah, of hot course. deals, yeah, discount, that, warehouse I, I like that. Yeah. Like, they've really worked on the... Like, Definitely. somebody somebody curated that inbox. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so she could have even just said, can I borrow... Can I check my email? She could have said anything. I've got to do some online banking. <laughs> and Transfer Carl's not, not going to look at the screen if she's no. doing online banking, is she? Nene, mm. what a fail. So we'll hop over to Tuesday, the 15th. So we start Tuesday with a little game of backyard cricket at the Cannings house. Yeah. And uh, and it all goes badly. Immediately. Mm. Like within 10 seconds, Jimmy has face planted into the fence. Yeah, and it was a bit of slow-mo. Yes. Like there was like, bah, 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 smash. It was an amazing impact. Uh, I thought it was going to be bigger. Like I thought he was going to break his arm or something. Or get a splinter in his eye or something. Yeah, something big. He essentially just bruised himself. And actually it was weird. It was the injury was in his arm, but he face planted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, So this this is Amy's little boy and Nini's grandson, Mm. watch me Nini. And she, being the nurse on call, rushes to his aid. Yeah. Well, actually she didn't. No, she she wanted. She stood back and went, oh, that's awkward. You ran into a fence. And everyone else is in a tiz. So um, they've all said, okay, well, Nini's a nurse. She can see to Jimmy. Yeah. And they sit him down and Nini uh, bandages him up. Let's face it. Nini did as good a job as I would have done. And she's a nurse. (laughs) So I I think, is she a nurse? Like, is this this not true? Well, Amy seems to think she's been a nurse for quite a while. Yeah. Did she was she a cleaner at a hospital and Amy was under the wrong yeah. you know, what was the deal? But why does she doesn't actually have to be a nurse. She can come to Erinsborough and say, um, I'm gonna wait tables for a bit till I figure out my next yeah. career move. She could have had like a post traumatic stress with like um a big nursing situation yeah. and not and just say, Look, I can't do that no more. Yeah, and that's fine, Nene. We're not judging. No. Go work at Sonia's nursery. She needs someone to order the plants. Yeah, nobody's making juices for anyone. No. So you can expand your horizons. You mm. don't have to deal with life or death situations to earn a living if you're not cool with that. No. You don't even have to look after Doug. No. No, but she has to because she has to spend all this time talking to Carl. Yes. So that's, that's why. her in. That's her way in. Yeah. And but she should have just said I'm a hospital cleaner. <laughs> Would have been a lot sim- more simple. So... Because Amy and Kyle are still concerned over Jimmy, they take him round to Carl's just for a second opinion, or mm-hmm. in this case, an opinion. Mm. And Carl looks at the bandage and is like, um, this isn't a bandage injury. This is a sling injury. Mm. What's the friggin' difference? I, I don't know. But I feel like Carl's a doctor, so maybe he knows. It's like she shouldn't have put a compression bandage on his arm. Yeah. Like, firstly, because he got hit in the head. Maybe that's where you should have <laughs> put a bandage. And he had a temperature. Right. Which I, I thought like they were telling us that because that's a sign of a broken arm <laughs> or something. I, yeah. I have no idea if it is. No. If anyone has yeah. a temperature, don't go and think you have a broken arm. But the I thought that's why mm. they were doing it. But there didn't seem to be a reason. I guess it was shock or something. Mm. But 
Yeah, so he hits his head. She wrap, wraps his arm up in a bandage. Yeah. Clearly not a great nurse. No. no. And that's it. That's where they leave it. No one says, oh, I might give her references another call and see if that's protocol over at Blue Mountains Hospital. Well, no one no one does it here, but Susan's doing it in her head. Yeah, yeah. She's like, this, this chick is after my man and I don't like her. And, uh, yeah, but no follow-up. No one's going to. No. People are just going to be a slightly perturbed. And he, all he said was, oh, she was just being overcautious. Yeah, or slash wrong. Or wrong. <laughs> uh, now, but that- he's still going forward with getting her a job at the hospital. Yeah, he's like, where there's push, lots push of people on. with sore arms. Poor HR. You know when, whenever you're in a workplace and your friend wants to get into that workplace mm. and you always have to be the one to go, oh, can, my, can we put my friend's CV forward for this job? And yeah. HR's like, I just want to recruit through seek.com or something. I, ju- I yeah. just want to get someone qualified. I don't want to interview your mate. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Poor Erinsborough HR. They're like. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, no, it's really hard. And the nurse unit manager who normally handles these things is like, if one more doctor brings me one more person. Yeah, and they have to say yes because yeah. they're just being nice to the yeah. doctors because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen if you're not. Tedious. And then, you know, but look, by the end of the week, it might look like Georgia could come back and fill that role anyway. So. Although, yeah, Georgia remotely, maybe via Skype or something because yeah, you can't see her. She can be Skype nurse. <laughs> now, back to Piper and Chaz. Now, they kind of reconnect and he admits that he says, okay, I want your dad to coach me, but I promise this won't be a weird thing with us. Yeah. I'm going to keep my distance from you. Yeah, they had like a little arrangement to mm. meet at the at the Harold's, yeah. right? Yeah. And Xanthi's straight away all about this guy. She's yeah. like, who is this? What's going on? Yeah. Give me I the kind of enjoyed down. that. She was like, who's that hottie? And she's like, oh, we don't like him. I hate him. Dead yeah. to me or something. It was like, cute. Yeah, it was it very was cute. cute. And then Piper's like, actually, no, I still kind of am into him. And Zathy's like, right, okay, let's go. Yeah. I'll suss it something. out. Um, and so he, Chaz says, we're going to keep our distance. But then within an hour, he's back at the cafe because they're going to have another meetup. Yeah. And they go into all these memories of Canada and yep. they have about mocha. a they twenty minute conversation about how to say the word mocha. And what what was the Canadian one? Mocha, mocha, mocha. Which mocha. Is, is more American than yeah. Canadians are yeah. of all the things Canadians say weirdly. Mocha's not. No, the they one. they could have done an eye or a bolt, a bolt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, I have a Canadian friend that listens to this show every now and then. Oh yeah. So I really hope she. I hope she, she doesn't watch in. Neighbors. She Can just she listen. weigh in? Can she weigh in with how to, how she says mocha? And yeah, actually, I I'll, you, I'll, I'll ask her, yeah. If your friend is working in a bar, in a cafe and I went up to her and I said, can I please have a mocha, would she look at me like, like I had two heads? <laughs> I'll find out. Or would she put it together I'll find and out. say, it's a beverage that starts in M and ends in A, maybe it's a mocha. Maybe it's a mocha. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, they've got to have something to talk about. And it was cute. They did. It was a really weak gag, but they were running with it yeah. as best they could, I thought. It's all they've got. Yeah. Their connection over a, a chocolate coffee mm. so there's obviously a spark but now and so they uh xanthi and piper head back to the willis house to debrief on how it all went mm-hmm. and xanthi's talking really loudly like the whole house can hear her going so is is it back on i saw a spark i'm like hang on just it's meant to be a massive secret business to the whole family and then uh chaz swans back in and Tarage says oh he's crashing at our joint he doesn't have to stay at the motel, which fair enough. I wouldn't want that kid. I wouldn't want anyone staying in that flea-ridden no, motel. No. So he's got the couch on the Willis, yep. the Willises. But you must admit, though, you could say anything in that house. Everyone is pretty self-involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one's, they're not really connecting as a family right now. <laughs> 
no. So um, then you have this whole thing into the night. Mm. Chaz is asleep on the couch. Piper pops down for a um, little glass of water, obviously, mm-hmm. as you do when your your ex-flame is on the couch. And they have this tete-a-tete in the kitchen that mm. ends up in a little, I can't stay away from you, and then they kiss yep. in the dark. And then Josh comes down. <laughs> this moment of the week. It's so great. And I've got a bit of audio I'll play. So um, Piper disappears into the laundry. She And she bolts. Yeah. Like she's used to doing that. She's like bunny hops into the laundry. And this is Josh to Chaz. Why are you standing in the dark like a creep? I uh, couldn't find where the light switch was. It's over here. So firstly, pot kettle, Josh (laughs) asking another guy why he's standing around in the dark looking like a creep. Oh, man. It's finally not him. And then there's this great back and forth about where the light switch is. And Josh has to be like, it's It's here. here. Where all light switches (laughs) are. Calm down, Josh. Not every house has the same light switch <laughs> configuration. Back up, buddy. Um, but I like it because that was one of those opportunities that was almost like it was there for people like us. Yeah. Because, you know, imagine like a year ago, two years ago or whatever, that he would have just walked into the kitchen and gone, oh, hi, like not even noticed. But now Josh is self-evolved and he realised it's creepy to stand there. Yeah. Good for him. And well it was, done. Yeah, good for you. He knows. But it was like... It was like a little in-joke, a little yeah. bit. Like the, the neighbours know sometimes they do things that are funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh, is, he's put it all together. Don't yeah. hover creepily in people's houses. No. Don't come. Don't move countries for my little sister and then just stand there weirdly in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, so so that's back on and um, and we leave them. And over to Steph. Now, Steph's in a tears trying to get all of her references together for this custody mediation. Mm. She's got to get character witnesses. Yeah. And uh, so she's got half the street involved. And one of the most peculiar moves is to get a reference from Carl and Susan. Mm. And there was a lot of people online up in arms about this, trying to figure out how Carl and Susan's reference for Steph might go. Okay. So this is Neighbours HQ on Twitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dear Sir Madam, Miss Scully almost killed my daughter, had a baby with her husband and killed a close family friend. Yours, Susan (laughs) Kay. Yeah, there's not... What else are they going to say? Yeah, she's come good post-prison. Yeah, after prison in the mental hospital, she's been great. And then... um, I think this is 4K. She's doing Lucas's character reference. Steph's great. Slept with my brother while we dated and he was married to her best friend and had his baby, then killed Ringo. <laughs> That's right. She killed Ringo. Never forget. CJ, never forget. <laughs> the other, so really, Steph should be collecting references for people that have only just met her. She should be getting Amy, Sheila. Kyle. Yeah. All the people that only have known her for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That don't know any of the but she's willing, crazy. She's willing to bring in like you know, cannonballs of possible information into that room. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah. Steph. Yeah. She's like, look, I was crazy mm. and I did the wrong thing. And here are some character references that will back that up. Yeah. And like, I can't believe she hasn't even got her mother at this point, like Lynn to come and be like, I like my daughter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but anyway, um, but it, so, it's, it, it clearly went better than it's clearly going to go better than when it was during the heat wave. Oh yeah. At yeah. least now it's, moderate temperatures yeah. and everyone's at full capacity. And she's got access to her medication. <laughs> yeah. Now, Paul's still a bit worried. He's worried that if this goes badly, she won't be able to pull her weight at the motel. So mm-hmm. he decides to pull a few strings and get his dodgy contact phone tree happening. Yep. And he digs up some dirt on Philippa, of which there is none. 
but he has come up with a, do- a, um, a, a bitter ex-husband who's willing to just slag Philippa off. Yeah, he's he's basically like, I can't actually find real information, but I can find a guy dodgier than me yes. that will make stuff up. Yeah, like she's a nice lady with a – she's got a um, – a successful law career Mm. and she cares for her family and she seems to be happy with Max Hoyland. But I don't like her. No. No. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things I thought was great was that Paul, even like even when he's acting like a kind of a good guy, because that was good guy for Paul. Yeah, he wanted to help Steph. He wanted to help Steph. But it was only because he wants the hotel to work out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, she's my only staff member. I can't lose her. Yeah. He's going to have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Steph ends that whole episode going going into a moral dilemma about do I um, blow the whistle on Philippa and use all this information to my advantage. Yeah, and she's – I mean, to begin with, she's pretty happy about, like, the amount of people that want to speak up for her. Yeah. And then Paul comes in with that and it's sort of, you know, it's murky to waters a bit. Yeah. So on Wednesday, it's mediation day. Mm-hmm. Steph uh, – we open with Steph trying to iron her shirt and burning a hole through it. Yeah, Sonia helps her out. Yeah, and we were a bit worried that Sonia would – come out with one of her caftans yeah. and be like, I've got, I've got you sorted. I don't need this anymore. I've got my mayor power blazers. I wasn't on Twitter, but I was thinking the same thing. Like how, uh, how is her style going to fit Steph? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Steph sorted it out because she was in that one blazer she bought to attend Steph, mm. uh, Paul's motivational seminar. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So she's like, I've got just the thing. Uh, yep. Now they sit down. Now, Philippa has flown back down from Fiji. Yep. Those guys must be loaded. If I'm trying to fight for my son and he's, future stepmother is jetting back and forth from Fiji. I'm like, you know what? He's going to live a pretty cushy life with those guys. But also, like, still sans Max. <laughs> Max doesn't give a shit. He's not coming here. Nah. No, ever. And I don't – it's never happening. No. I don't know where the actor is, but there's obviously a reason why he's not coming. But he does not care about no. his son at all. Um, or well, he's just wussed out and gone, my lawyer wife is now going to handle all of this. Or, like, he doesn't really care. Mm. If Steph has custody, like yeah. like some custody anyway. Yeah. But I mean, Eddie Maguire's son, that I feel like I don't even know his real name. Yeah. But he, that guy, I mean, Fiji to Aaron, like, you know, it's quite the life. He's living it up. And yeah. they should take that into consideration. Go, this kid's happy. I feel like he lives in like a villa with like a pool that's just out the front of his bedroom. A maid is bringing him milkshakes whenever he wants. Yeah. And, you know, like it's probably not like that, but that's my perception of places like that. Hey, if she's... Jetting around back and forth yeah. five times a week. What do they do there? Like she's a lawyer, I she's guess. She's a lawyer but... and he's maybe still in oil. Oh, oh, was he like a rig guy? He was. I think so. Yeah. Not while he was in Aaron's Aaronsboro. Aaronsboro, he just ran a bar. But <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I get confused because when you move to Aaronsboro, you're like a bar person, you run a news agency. Doctor, yeah, teacher, lawyer. Nurse. Yeah. That's it. So um, it's all looking pretty grim for Steph because they keep bringing up all her past crazies mm. and – She's sort of teetering on the edge of do I bring up the dodgy ex-husband and slag off Philippa? Oh, she really wants to too. She wants to take her there. Right on the tip of her tongue. But um, Toadie says no. Yeah. Yeah. Good on your Toad. He's like, no, we're going to do this legit and we're going to get the kid. You've earned your pro bono wage yeah. there. You've earned your nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and so suddenly you think it's all going to hell, but then Luzicus swans yeah. on in with the same jacket he wore five years ago on Ramsey Street. I love that, like, yeah, well, firstly, it's it's a real leather jacket, so it's probably, like, the best thing that the um, costume department yeah. have, like, I mean, expense-wise. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're pumped every time they get a motorcycle person because they're like, oh, we can use the jacket. Yes, yes. It's probably Ty's jacket too. <laughs> um, but he comes in and it looks, like, much grimmer. 
Yeah, because he's a witness for Philippa. Yeah. And and we all know she did bad things to him. Steph, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we said. Yeah. Cheated on the ex and on the um, brother and then ran off with his baby. Yeah. And it's pretty bad. But then Luzicus sweet talks the situation and says, you know what? She took my kid. I got over it. You guys better get over it. Yeah. There are worse things in life. Let her have her, her son. And then he does the clincher when they're like, are you afraid of the same thing happening to her? Sorry, my son has happened to to Eddie McGuire's child. <laughs> and they were like, yes. And he's like, being taken from the mother. That's that's what you're doing. Yeah. Boom. Drop the mic. Boom. Walk and then she's like, it. but I'm the mother. And everyone's like, no, you're not. Steph is. Yeah. yeah. So Philippa backs down and Steph's now allowed to have at least visitation mm. with Eddie Maguire's son. and Which that- is awkward for everyone, really. <laughs> <laughs> but the kicker is that it comes out that Lucas came to do this appearance because Breno, Mark mm. Brennan, dull cop, went to Dalesford to visit yeah. Bren- the Brennans and have like maybe um, spent half a day at the Hot Springs and then the Mineral Springs and then stop in at, the, at Lucas's house with the three kids yep. and say... Give Steph a fair go, go and talk her up. And I don't know really how they know each other because it was during a neighbour's break for me. I think they were just on the street at the same time. Yeah, but obviously that's a, that's a strong bond. Yeah. So he went and just told him. But also something we hadn't touched on the week is Paige is not happy about this friendship. Oh, oh my God. Sass, sass. What did you think about the pash, the Steph and Mark pash? Um, well, peck. It wasn't much. Well, they pecked and then Steph's like, let's go to my room. And he's like, pull up the pony. No. I'm not ready. But also like there was a lot of talk online of, you know, we, we had a lesbian for a minute. Yeah. And then she's just not anymore. Yeah. And I, that's a bit bullshit. Oh, everyone on all the characters are saying, she kissed Mark. Isn't she into? Isn't she into Sheila's? Yeah. And no, not anymore. Hang on. And a few people have gone. Oh, I think that was just a thing. It's like no, it's called being bisexual. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You're allowed to then go. I have feelings for this man after I had feelings for that woman. Yeah. And that's okay. And it doesn't mean I've changed back. I like. I would I like someone to ask her so that she could say that. Yeah. And so she's like, no, I'm just like, if there's a hot chick that asks me out, I'll go on that date. But- She'll go out with any government employee, cops, nurses, anything. <laughs> so now over at the Cannings, Amy's going through the recycling and she stumbles across this letter that Georgia months ago now sent to Kyle to, to uh, it was a big fat letter that mm. no one wanted to read at the time. And so obviously it's been thrown out. Yeah. But because that's age- why it's in the bin. But ages later. Yeah, but we did learn in this episode that Nancy doesn't understand recycling. True. So, I mean, maybe, maybe she filed it. Maybe she just went, oh, we'll just put that in the box. We'll leave that in the box. <laughs> or maybe it's like at my apartment block, the recycling fills up like the day it gets collected by yep. the next day, it's already full. So maybe like our recycling can collect for ages till we get a window of opportunity to yep. put it into the empty bin. So maybe it's just been ages since they've had a collection. But also, like, good on them for recycling the letter. <laughs> And not burning it or throwing it out in the normal rubbish. Yeah. Like they were like, no, this is paper. Yeah. This is going to the recycling. And Georgia hasn't used any special glitter or stickers on it. Well, or... we don't know because we didn't open no. it. They could, it. That could be full of lead. She could have returned a piece of jewellery to him or something. Yeah, the engagement ring maybe. Yeah. Uh, now Amy's toing and froing, like what is she going to do with this letter? And, you know, she reads it. She's like, I've waited long enough. <sighs> I, I can't believe she waited this long. Yeah. I would have been after that letter day one. Yeah. And just give it a bit of a skim. Yeah. Why not? 
But Amy seems – well, she can't cope with it when she's read it. That's why she didn't. Because it's revealed that Georgia, who's still married to Kyle, thinks she made a mistake when she went to Germany and fell for a different guy and said they should take time off of their marriage. Yep. And she wants him back. Yeah. And remember this guy just showed up and, like, kind of told yeah. him. Yeah, he's like, she's good. my girlfriend now. <laughs> he's like, but he's, she's my wife. And Georgia doesn't think to – firstly, no follow-up. She didn't send Kyle a text going, what do you reckon of my letter? We back on? Oh, man. Like – I can't imagine how anxious she would have been. Like, you know, these days people send the text and then there's like the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like she just basically had like letter dot, dot, dot for like a month. And no, like she didn't Facebook it, inbox it. So then she could see the red red receipt. Yeah. yeah. Like message sent, message received. None of that. No, none of that. Snail mail. So she, so George is under the assumption that he's never going to love her again. Yeah. Because he didn't write back. Radio silence. Now, we finish Wednesday with Susan's birthday. Happy birthday, Suze. Okay, so there was something. So um, Carl gave her a gift. Yes. We didn't see it. But did he say that's something for the box? It was a, in a gift bag and she pulls out a negligee. Okay, yeah, at the, I, did, I missed that part, I guess. satin lingerie and then in the bottom of the bag, Kyle, Carl alluded to there being a little something for the blue box. Yeah, so something that you use batteries for, I guess. I assume, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, cool. Um, as if, I mean, that blue box seems pretty well stocked. But also, like, stop buying her things for the box. Like, just maybe stop hanging out with the nurse next door. She's not about one thing, Kyle. Yeah, but they, like, since they got this box, like, do you think in the writer's room every now and then they're, they're just sitting there and then someone says, let's do Susan's birthday so we can bring up the box again? <laughs> <laughs> Why, um, also, do you reckon Susan ever is ever just like, can't we just do it vanilla tonight? Like, yeah. can we just put the props down for five minutes? Yeah, I don't want to be nurse tonight. It's just, I've had a long day at the school. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be teacher either. <laughs> So, and Susan actually says to him, all I want to do is hang out with you today. And because he gets called, he gets a call. She's mm. like, no, no calls. I just want to hang out with my husband. Yeah. I don't want you to be called for the hospital because there's a tornado yeah. or whatever. And But it's Nene again. And Doug's had another spell and yep. she wants Carl to serenade Doug again. Yeah. And so Susan lets him go because it's for Doug. Yeah, and he's and a family Susan, friend. Yeah. And Susan's got to be pro anyone from Ramsey Street. Yeah. Yeah. So Susan gets sick of waiting for Carl at the waterhole, goes round to see Doug, who for some reason is hanging out at the Cannings. Like, so yeah. when you've got your full-time nurse, she just brings you to her house? Yeah, she does, or, or floats around because she goes to Carl's a bit. Like he's never know. in the home that he's staying in. Yeah, you should be there. Yeah. Yeah. So Nene makes a cup of tea for Susan. She's like, oh, happy birthday. Come and I spend it with me. I hear it's your birthday. Me. I hear I can put a tea bag in some hot water for you. And Susan's like, Ugh. I want nothing less yeah. than this. I've, Carl's just bought me a battery-operated toy yeah. and I'm going to use that. So she takes the opportunity to ask Doug, what's going on with you? Are you all right? Like, and he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't know why she needed to bring Carl and his guitar over. I, I was just having a nap because he likes to nap, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves it. I yeah. mean, Is that an Alzheimer's thing? Why? What else would you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Just, I mean, there's not much else to do in Erinsborough. Yeah, there's not. I guess it's true. Maybe it's an Erinsborough thing. So then Nene starts to, I think, wonder if they're seeing through her little yeah, no, plan. No, Nene knows that um, the things are getting foiled. Yeah. But like every psycho, instead of just laying off it for a bit, she just takes it too far from this point she on. She takes it to a level I never knew existed. Mm. She looks at this man who's suffering from Alzheimer's and she says, um, oh, by the way, I'm your wife. Yeah, we knew this would happen, remember? 
I'm Pam. You forget me. I was away for a while. And he's like, you don't look like Pam. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. But he knows. He knows what's going on. Surely. Because yeah. he's not. He's still lucid. Like, yeah, he, he only just, has small dropouts. Yeah. And, I mean, they're not great when they happen. No. But they're normally like, you know, he pushed it, He pushed um, Piper. Like, they're, they're like moments. Yeah. I mean, he did think Piper was his grandson for a moment, but... Yeah, like, that's okay. But then he remembered that she was Piper. Yeah. He's going to remember that this isn't Pam. And he's going to remember her saying it. So he tried to fire her just before that. Yeah, And yes. she was like, no, I'm Pam. You that's can't right. fire me. Yeah. Oh, what a piece of work. So, and, and it makes me think, remember when we met Nini? Hmm. She was taking Jimmy. Like she was taking Jimmy because she was yes. in heat. Maybe she was actually just trying to take Jimmy. Yeah. Just a bit of kidnapping yeah. for fun, for kicks. Why not? She doesn't seem like she's a legit what nurse. A weird unit. A legit woman, a legit grandma, weird. anything. <clears throat> Paul's the better grandparent. Yeah, wow, that's grim. Yeah. Uh, now, Thursday, Paige is jealous mm-hmm. because Mark and Steph are buddy-buddy and yep. she's giving him hugs and cozying up to him because he helped her out with Lucas. Yeah, and of course, you know... It's not really fair to do this in front of Paige at the cafe, I mean, to be three, honest. three weeks ago she was going to marry this guy before he arrested her on their wedding day. Yeah, and now he's just deciding to, like, hang out with his new chick friends there. Yeah. Yeah, that's not nice. Uh, and she's giving him – he's giving Steph parenting tips, like, why don't you get him a skateboard? Yeah. He's like, oh, that'll give you brownie points. It's like anything with wheels. Give him some independence. Yeah. She's like, okay, thanks. I couldn't Google things to buy my 10-year-old son. Yeah, but also, like, she hangs out with – Jimmy all the time. Yeah. She'll be able to figure it out. Now, Paige sticks her nose in immediately. As soon as Brennan leaves, mm. she's up in Steph's grill and is like, what are you doing with my bloke? And she's sassy pants about it. Like yeah. she has got a look in her face that I just thought was great. Yeah. She was like, how dare you take what I don't want anymore? <laughs> and also, Steph and Mark are at Harold's for the entire day. Yeah, and for a few days, I think. Yeah, many hours. And she only, like, has two cups of tea. Yeah. How annoying. Oh, God, that would get up Paige's goat as well. Yeah, she's like, remove yourself. And she uses the booth at one point, which is, like, prime seating. <laughs> like four people could be sitting there having a deep-fried octopus. And she also, she's just having a tea that's in a bag. Yeah. And she says, I may as well have access to a good cuppa. Well, I mean, you could get that at Safeway <laughs> by buying the box. For a quarter of the price yeah. of one. That's not very economical for someone who's trying to save money for their son to come over. No. She's wrapped because she doesn't care anymore. She's got the access now. That's the only thing yeah, that matters to it. her. Don't worry about it. Just blow all your money on overpriced tea. Why not? Uh, She's going to party like it's her birthday. Meanwhile, there's a new bloke in town, mm. a new object of Aaron down the mines as affection. Yeah, I quite he, like this guy actually. I like him too. Yeah. Nate's pissed off without so much as a phone call. Yeah, or a return phone call. Nah, nothing. No. So me, so Aaron's taken that to mean, all right, I guess I'm single. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I, I don't blame him. And he's, you know, he's a catch. So why not get a man that's going to buy him shoes? Because they seem to love talking about shoes. Their entire relationship is founded on the purchase of shoes. Yeah, and they'll go to like different stores. Like the bags have all got different yeah. Legos on them. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Tom Quill has is the stepson of this hotel mogul yep. and he's sniffing around the Lassiter's development and mm-hmm. he's uh, cautious of the council's involvement to possibly shut it down. Yeah, so quite possibly he's just using Aaron. In fact, it does come up that he is. Yeah. So he, yeah. Well, he, quite possibly, I mean, but he's not really using him. He's buying him shoes. It's like they have an exchange. Yeah. And, Information for shoes. And like a week ago he was returning a bottle of champagne because he didn't want it to be seen to have accepted bribes. Yeah, but now Aaron thinks it's love. 
And so he's decked out in his new shoes mm. and then Quill's freaking out a bit because of the development, I don't know, blah, 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 business talk. Mm-hmm. Then they, they have this kiss, which is very chaste. Mm-hmm. It's like a peck on the lips. Mm. And then in the next scene, they're emerging from Aaron's bedroom, buttoning up their shirts. Yeah. And wow, that escalated quickly. It did escalate quickly. It went shoes, peck on the lips, down and dirty. It was very Hitchcock. Like <laughs> there, were, there were signs that, you know, he buys me shoes, I must yeah. hand over my uh, my my flower. <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, if Aaron still had a flower, yeah. <laughs> one of my flowers, one of them. And now the other people that are getting down to business, Amy and Kyle having some hot tub time yeah, over in the canning yard. And I, I must notice that Kyle seemed to have cut his hair and stopped looking like an idiot. Oh, great. Yeah. I, I mean, look, he still I acts like an idiot. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to have like a mop on his head no, this week. No, the mop and top's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's gone. He and they have started discussing their relationship titles. Mm. So she says... Oh, because you're my boyfriend. And then Amy questions that. It's like, oh, that feels weird to say boyfriend, given that you're still married. Like, how whoa, hey, hun. But how, also, like, you live in his house. How many months have they been living together and this has now just come up that it's weird that it's, he's her boyfriend but he still has a wife? Yeah, like he needs to divorce her, but these things take time. And he is a bit put out, like, whoa, hey, uh, okay. I, I thought we were just chilling. We're just, do we do it good? Like... Mm. Don't make it weird. Yeah. So then he's like, well, okay. She's like, I want some commitment. He goes, like, all right, well, I guess I'll call Tony and look into the divorce papers. Oh, yeah. So nothing nothing says love like forcing someone into divorce. And then, but that's all Amy needs because in the next breath, she's like, well, okay, uh, let's get married. Yeah. But she was like, I feel like everything's good between us. Let's get married. Bang. Job done. Yeah. All I need from my man is a promise of divorce. Yeah, One and then day. and then I'm ready to walk down the aisle. And he almost leapt out of the hot tub because he's like, the actual fuck. Like, uh, okay, firstly, thanks for that proposal. I still have a wife. Yeah, but also like on television, yeah. when someone's had one wife, they tend to like not want another one straight away. In life, people don't want another one straight away. Well, also, but they tend to have like a problem with marriage. Yes. And Kyle doesn't have a problem other than he's married. Yeah, and that's what he says to Tony later when they're having a little hit of mini golf in the living room. Oh, you know, I went through a bit of stuff getting married the first time. Not sure if I want to go through that again. Yeah, I remember it was a lovely wedding, wasn't it? I actually think Georgia and Kyle's wedding was one of the nicest Ramsey Street weddings. It was in the nursery, all done up prettily. And it went well. No one left anyone at the altar or anything. Nothing exploded. It was lovely. Yeah, I mean, afterwards the wife left. Yeah, later. But the wedding was great. (laughs) Uh, so that's way weird. And this is clearly building to something because we know that there's going to be some kind of explosion that happens at Lasseter's in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, okay. So it's all building to some drama. Okay. And there's a few characters that might be leaving. Okay. And I think that... Who's leaving? Okay, do you want to know? I want to know. Because I think Kyle's leaving. Oh, And I think Josh and Imogen also might be leaving. Wow. Because they're all going to LA to hang out because Amber's over there. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm a bit worried Slash that... Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we guess that if Josh doesn't die in the explosion, he's going to go to Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Imogen, I don't know what, maybe she'll become a high-flying lawyer for a firm in like Chicago or something. Gosh, poor Brad and Therese. They're like, fine. They've got Paige now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know if that's all building to something. Yep. Well, so we're going to lose a few characters. And when's this? Like a month? 
in like a couple of weeks, I think. Okay, so cool. we'll cover it. I think yeah. 4th of April is when something's going to go down. Okay, that's big. Now, and you're, you're due with baby Lou right around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we've got to get him back from Thailand or wherever he's gone this week <laughs> for that. Uh, and finally on Thursday, Immy and Ty, mm. Tyler, are hanging out in the pool and Imogen's pent up because yeah. Daniel's not giving her any. And he's she keeps working. hanging out with a hot guy, yeah. so that's not going to great. It's not going great. And he just works around the clock at the hotel. Who knew? Oh I mean, hotels God. are 24 hours. But who knew that he would find such drive? <laughs> like, this guy was going through bins when we met him. <laughs> and now he he's obsessed with working. I mean, he does a lot of his work in the pub. Yeah, that's true. At a cafe table with Tarage talking about all the work he's just done. Yeah, and she's concerned because he's just putting so much in. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't understand. Like he works at a hotel. We don't even know what his job title is. No. He just he's, – he's not even on night desk or anything where he has to be there all the time. But yeah, like I wish he was on night desk or he was like – um, you know, he's doing bookkeeping and this is uh, unleashed his power, his yeah. passion for accounting or yeah, something. But no. he's he's not really got a he's job. walking around in his Jetstar uniform. Yeah, and he's helping people to their rooms. It's weird. But apparently Tarage is very impressed with his drive. Yeah, and I mean he goes to events. Yeah. That's all we know. Um, so Imogen, like she's hanging out with Tyler and they're cleaning the pool together mm. and then she like nudges him cheekily and he – spots that she's flirting with him and calls her on it yeah and she's like okay fine i'm attracted to you and we've got history yeah we used to date I'm like no you went out on one date and you played strip poker yeah that's not dating but he's a resident hottie yeah and that's so all. she can't control herself yeah and he says we're just friends deal with it yeah now we're in a time crunch so we'll whiz through friday mm-hmm. and the button to all of that tie and image and stuff is that tyler in the next day is convincing daniel to move out of the house. Yeah. And also, like, Imogen, like, she has a job, but she's at uni. Like, calm down. She, she's acting like he's the only one, Daniel's the only one with a life. But but also, she, where are they going to live? There's no other available. Are they going to have to move out of the street? The only other uh, set that's available is the penthouse suite. Yeah, so that's not, I mean, I mean, maybe Daniel's career is going so well that he can just take that. Like, that Lasseter's is just going to give him room and board at the hotel. Why not? Uh, and the other thing is, so she's cooking him breakfast, a big old fry up. Yeah. She wants she, breakfast sex. Because she knows that he's a morning person. Hint. Oh. Hint, hint. And does, do you feel a little sick when they get a bit sexual? Definitely, because they've got zero chemistry. Yeah, but when she was um, flirting with Tyler, I was all for it. Cheat, cheat, cheat. Go, Imogen. <laughs> yeah, because um, she and Tyler have a bit of sizzling they do. romance going on. I mean, I don't blame. Like, he has sizzling romance with everyone. <laughs> but... um. And like her sister and everyone. And what's with him? He's never having to be at the garage tinkering on cars. He's no. just always lounging by the pool. He's taking after Brad. So then Daniel's like to Imogen, well, let's move in. We never spend time together. The solution to this problem is cohabitating. Yeah, and paying rent on a place that they're never going to be at. Yeah. Yeah. And Imogen freaks out and is like, uh, I need to think about it. Uh, I need to think about it. And this prompts one of the most amazing lines of the week from Tarage. So mm-hmm. Tarage gets wind. So Daniel, of course, confides into Rage mm-hmm. that he wants to move in with her daughter, but the daughter's not keen. Yeah, because they're like best buddies now. They're protege and... Mentor. Mentor, yeah. yeah. And so Rage sits Imogen down and is like, what's your deal? And she's like, I just don't know if I want to move in with Daniel. And here's the line of the week. Mum, Daniel is my dream guy. He is all I've ever wanted. 
and now that I have him, my dumb imagination keeps putting other things in my way and making me second guess myself. Okay, are we are we talking FOMO or YOLO? <laughs> I do read the internet. She reads the internet. Trade reads the internet. <laughs> FOMO or YOLO. I love it. And Imogen does not give her mum enough credit for that gag. No, she just like brushes it off. That is solid gear yeah. from Terage. And Terage confess, uh, to convinces Imogen to go and open up to Daniel about her problems. And so she does. And she's very mature. Mm-hmm. And she marches up to Daniel and she confesses, look, we've been drifting apart. She actually says... It's your work has put a strain on our relationship. Like they're like 50 year olds. I just don't understand. Like I wish you'd found like a specific passion. Yes. Rather than like, maybe I just don't understand. Even if he started the cult up again, I would have been. All, I would have been all behind that. Yeah. That that fit his personality. Like the cult is coming between us. He could have got like evil culty too. That would yeah. have been fun. Um, Or into like. I don't know, Chinese medicine or something a bit alternative. Something. That she could conflict with him on. Yeah. Because she's more logical. And she thinks that people need licenses to practice yeah. any kind of medicine. Um, and so she says to him, look, I've got a bit of the hots for your housemate. Yeah, because he's super hot. And Daniel, like, so the shit's going to hit the fan with that next week. Yeah. Even though I commend her. By the way, honesty. I love how she's like, Daniel's my dream man, really? No. No, he Daniel's wasn't. a man that you had a crush on. For a while. Yeah. And he's not your dream man because your dream man would clearly be a lawyer or a doctor or something. Yeah. High-flying, powerful mm. guy. Yeah. With like specific that passions. That can spar with you and you can have intellectual debates with. Yeah. Whereas Daniel's gone and like made something of himself, but he's still like he has nothing left for her. So what's the point? And now finally it's announced. Mm-hmm. The shortlist of the Citizen of the Year, or it's Citizen of the Year, but really. But no, it's, it is exactly what you said it's it was. It's Citizen of the Year because Drab, Lauren announces that Drab has made the shortlist. West Waratah stars printed a one-pager of yeah. all the nominees. And artwork was done. Like, like you said, this whole process has been very speedy. And so this comes up. And my favourite two things that mm. happened in this scene is firstly Doug's about. Yeah. And he says, um... Three people from the one street. <laughs> so he just pointed out what we're all thinking, like in this whole town. Yeah. They've got, uh, so Drab, school teacher, uh, Sheila Canning, bar manager. Yeah. Carl Kennedy, doctor. Carl, come on, mate. What have you yeah. done lately? And then you've got these other randos that are listed. Julian Carter, architect. Anne Maitland, nurse. And Emma Spruill, university lecturer. It doesn't list what they actually achieve, just their jobs. Yep. Just their jobs. And um, the other thing that happened is that Lauren, she's completely behind her little piece of fluff. Yeah. Brad. And she says, oh, you're doing really well with your sponsors. And I'm like, what is he doing? I don't get it. What fool is sponsoring Drab? Like, yeah, who is sponsoring him to do what? To run laps with kids around the Oval. And I'm like, can't his sponsorship be that he works at a school? And can't he help the wayward kids there? And can't maybe Erin's Brahai could sponsor him? Yeah. Because it's good PR to have one of their teachers get but, some publicity. But going to work and being paid's like being sponsored. And why can't yes. he do that? <laughs> did and it say teacher? It did. School teacher. Yeah. School teacher. Right. Okay, because that's what he does. Anyway, so this terrible ceremony is going to see one of them win. And if it's Brad, I, I don't I even quit. know. I'm I can't. Ra- I'm going I'm to rage quit neighbours yeah. if Drab wins shit as another year. I can't cope. I mean, clearly Sheila's going to win. 
Look, that would be the one redeeming quality of this bullshit award I mean, but ceremony. all Sheila's done in the last year is walk out of the fire on Toadie. No, but her argument is that she's been very supportive of the Eden Hills LGBTI society. Oh, that's and right. And she hosts their fundraisers. She's a gay icon. Yes. That's right. Um, the, I, I like that, actually. She should win for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Totally. The other couple of things, even though she doesn't really understand bisexuality and judge Steph for jumping back over the fence. That's true. Yeah. So that she's not much of an icon. She doesn't understand the B part of LGBTI. She only wants to help the gay men. The LG. Yeah. <laughs> now, a couple of things to note. Doug and Drab are doing a bit of woodworking. So not only is Drab not at the school, he's not with his coaching. He's not coaching anybody. Yeah. He's making wood things with his father. Yep. And Doug has this big idea to turn Su- uh, Lauren's back shed into a bar. Yeah, because it's, it's a bar shed? Yeah, it's a shed bar. It's I a can't thing. remember which way. Aaron down the mines is like shed quarters. It's a thing. Oh, right. And something else important happened during this scene, mm-hmm. during the woodworking yep. scene, is Toadie comes over yes. and he says, don't have my crutches anymore. Bang. I walk now. That's it. So that happened. <laughs> No fanfare. Like, this has been going on since, like, Christmas, right? Yeah. Like, last year this happened. And just day by day. Last year he had sponsors. They were throwing a fundraiser party for exactly. his medical bills. And and now, day by day, he just got more and more, like, erect, as one <laughs> should say. <laughs> we knew that. And, yeah. and now, now he walks. That's it. And so we're never going to hear about that again. Nah, he's fine. Yeah. He's never going to have any tingles in his legs like Paul But he does. can't have t- more children. No. Nah, that's still Which is a always thing. a relief. Yeah. But that's all right. He could adopt another one. Um, and now, so they want to make a, a bar in this shed, in Lauren's shed, without asking her permission. And they achieve this by building one stool. Yeah. So they feel like they're completely down the rabbit hole with this now. Yeah. Like they've built a stool, which, by the way, was a lovely looking stool. Yeah. It's very rustic. And also, P.S., the men already have a shed to drink in. Yeah, they in have Aaron's a men's shed. The man Why shed. do they have to take Lauren's shed? And Lauren's like, I want to turn it into an art studio. Firstly, yeah. all of Brad's wood is still in that shed. Half of Paige's stolen goods took up that shed. Yeah. There's no room for anyone to do anything. No. And why does anyone care what happens in the shed? No one cares. No. Um, but the bottom line is, by the end of that episode, Doug's forgotten them all again, so it doesn't matter. Which, by the way, I loved that, and I don't know anything about Alzheimer's. Yeah. But I love that he returned to the house that he didn't know about. Yes. To approach the people he doesn't know about. Yeah. To say, I don't know you. Who am I? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he must have some form of familiarity with them. Yeah. Because why is he approaching them? There's at least photos of him on the wall. He would have gone, oh, there I am. If I woke up and didn't know where I was, I get. I guess you go to the police or the hospital. Like, yeah. that's what you do because yeah. you know that that's the right You'd thing to do. You'd leave the house. You wouldn't just go, I'll go chat with whoever's here. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so so things are going to get pretty rocky next week and he'll probably go to full-time care, I guess. I hope so. Look, I don't know. It's just pretty grim and I, I'm, I'm happy for the Alzheimer's story to come to a close so that I don't have to feel sad every night. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we leave it. The other thing is that Aaron, um, since he slept with Quill – Emailed him all of Sonia's uh, private documents. Yeah. Aaron's lost his morals. About the council complaints for the Lassiter's development. Yeah. So then Quill could go and appease all of the complainants. Yeah. And uh, not okay, Aaron. You had a good thing going with Sonia. Yeah. And also, like, Aaron, like, this was an exciting career for him. He was going from, like, stripper Mm. to, like, political assistant. This is going to be a massive step back. Yeah. Because he could have been, like... You know, who knows where this would have taken him. Yeah. And he left his morals in the sheets. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, and that's where we leave it. Yep. CJ, thanks so much. Thank you for having um, me. And I wish you well with baby Lou, who's going to join us 
Soon. Soon. Probably before I'm here again. So see <gasps> you, world. And we'll uh, catch up with you in a, in, a, in a little while when you're a mum. Yes, when I'm a mum. Yay. <laughs> it's just like neighbours. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to drop us a line, we are on Twitter at NeighboursPod, on Facebook.com slash NeighboursPodcast, and email, old school, not quite as old school as Georgia, but we are on NeighboursPod at gmail.com. We'd love it if you could give us a little rating or review on iTunes. That's always nice to see. And uh, we'll keep you posted and catch up again when the big the big explosion situation happens at Lasseter's. It's going to be a mass exodus. Cannot wait. I'm Vaya. I'm at Vaya Pashos. CJ is because I am pink. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.